Welcome to Living Biblically, a podcast from Graceland Church. Join us as Pastor Nate shares biblical wisdom that we can use in our daily lives and relationships to help us put Jesus first in our lives for our neighbors. Hey guys and gals, thank you for listening to this episode of Living Biblically. Hey, over the last several weeks, uh, the episodes that have dropped have been uh, around the, the the issue, the reality of friendships. And so this one is is not going to be any different. I want to talk a little bit uh, about what good friendships should should be and how they what they should do in your life. I, I read a book several years ago as I was transitioning into the lead pastor role here at Graceland Church, and it was by a guy by the name of Charles Stone, and he wrote a book called Every Pastor's First 180 Days, How to Start and Stay Strong in a New Church Job. And he's like, well, that sounds kind of, did you really need to do that? Like, I, I constantly want to learn and read and be informed and challenged and there were several things in the book that were really helpful that um, encouraged me that, hey, I had not thought about that. And one of the things that Charles Stone talks about in this book is just the necessity of good friends, the necessity of good friends. Now, I've already mentioned this several times, and this, this in some form or fashion kind of makes its way into my life, marriage, family, leadership. Like, I just, I don't think I'm making it in life without good friends. I don't mean, I'm not trying to be like ominous doomsday here, but I am not going to flourish in the way that God wants me to as a man, as a Christ follower, as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, as a neighbor, as a, as a basketball coach, whatever it is. I am not going to flourish in my life. And I think God wants us to flourish. I'm not going to have deep abiding joy. And I think God wants us to have deep, abiding joy. I'm not going to have those things. I'm not going to experience the fullness of God and His presence and His promises if I don't lean in and have good friendships. I mean, in fact, I mean, Jesus says, there is no greater love. The world doesn't know any greater love than he who lays his life down for his friends. Tim Keller says, Tim Keller is a an author, a pastor, planted a church in New York City, passed away in 2023, said that when Jesus made that statement, no, the world doesn't know any greater love than he who lays down his life for his friends. Tim Keller says, suddenly the whole Bible can be viewed through the lens of friendship. I just think that if I'm just being amazingly transparent with you, I just think that's beautiful, that you can think about the story of the Bible, the account of the Bible, is that God providing a way that we could enter back into a right friendship with Him, the right friendship. But in his book, Charles Stone, he says one of the things that you got to do when you transition to a new job, and for me, it wasn't a new job, it was a new role. I've been at the church several years, but it just it just reinforced the reality and the necessity of good friends. And it's being a pastor is is a being a pastor can can be exhilarating, it can be joy-filled, deeply satisfying, but if I'm being honest, just like really life, um, but in my profession, being a lead pastor can be, can be lonely. And so I cannot overstate the gift that friends have been in my life. Um, in, in, in years past, I didn't appreciate friendships to the degree that I do now, and I, I don't think I'm going to make it without good friends. I mean, I, I'll say it again, I'm not going to make it without good friends. And so friendships are a gift of Jesus that have been an anchor for my soul. First among them is my my bride, Lauren, 
And obviously, marriage can be understood and described in so many ways, but as a as a best friendship between a man and a woman. So here are here are five truths concerning a biblical portrait of friendship that I want to pass on. Right, and so I'll, I'll walk through these real quickly. This will be a shorter episode on friendship, um, but five truths or characteristics of a biblical portrait of friendship. First, a good friend will remember the best about you. A good friend will remember the best about you, right? We have those people in our lives that want to do nothing but incessantly remember our failures, our mistakes, our conversations, our statements, our sin. But a good friend will remember the best about you. They'll point out the good. They'll observe God's grace, right? A good friend will remember the best about you. And so as you're thinking about these these characteristics, is this is this present with your friendships and do yourself, do you yourself embody these? Second, a good friend will give their best to you. A good friend will give their best to you. By best, I mean presence, wisdom, counsel, candor, encouragement. They'll give you their time, right? Uh, friendship in many ways has been described as the gift of emotional availability. I would say physical availability, spiritual availability. And I would say more often than not, a good friend is somebody that's geographically close to you. The proverb says that a nearby friend is better than a faraway brother. It's not disparaging family. He's just simply saying you need good friends that are geographically close, that can look at you eyeball to eyeball, right? That can that can be present. So a good friend is somebody who remembers the best about you, who gives their best, and a good friend will encourage the best in you. If you are a person who only ever gives critique and confrontation, but you don't ever give encouragement, a, a cup of cold water, then uh, yeah, that's imbalance, right? You, you need to be a friend who seeks to encourage we see that in the scriptures. We see that in Hebrews chapter 3. And uh, Paul does that. Uh, in fact, I mean, in, in the first nine verses in 1 Corinthians, uh, the first nine verses are him affirming and loving and exhorting and praising God for the work of Christ in the hearts of the saints in Corinth. And then the rest of the letter is him confronting. But he still encourages and points out some good in their life. And so a good friend will encourage the best in you. Fourth, a good friend will pray the best for you. A good friend will pray the best for you, which might mean that what they want for your life is not what you currently want, meaning what you want, what you're aspiring for and to, what you're desirous of, uh, what you think that you need, what you think that you want. It actually may not be what you need and want and what you should be aspiring and pursuing. And so a good friend will pray the best for you Prayer is, uh, as I've heard it um, described, as a as dinner conversation with a good friend. It's a cry for relationship and a commitment of dependence. And so as we go to the Father and we pray for our friends, we're relying upon the Father, like a dinner conversation with a dear friend who loves us, who's present with us, we pray the best for our friends, which comes from, I think, from the Scriptures, right? We pray Scripture. We pray promises. We pray God's expectations for our friends. Fifth, 
A good friend will expect the best from you. A good friend will expect the best from you. I think there's a time and place to say to someone, I expect better. I expected differently. I expected different behavior. I, I, don't, I don't mean shame where you're saying you should know better. You should do better. I'm saying, hey, listen, this is who we are. We've got r- relational capital. You know I'm for you. I love you. I care for you. I'm, I've been involved in your life. My track record shows itself to be somebody who is, who's an advocate for you. And I think there's a time and a place for say, hey, I, I expected differently. What is that? That's, there's something that happened in your life that's inconsistent with your profession of faith, with, with, your, with your roles, with your responsibilities. And so a good friend is somebody who will expect the best from us, right? My life and my wife's life, our, our, our individual lives, our married lives are full. And one of, of the many reasons why it's full is the presence of good friends. And I hope you can say without hesitation, I indeed have good friends. If not, perhaps you could just start asking Jesus to provide a good friend or two for your soul. Or perhaps it might be you need to be a good friend to someone. And more often than not, when when you do certain things and, and you're embodying certain characteristics, more often than not, People will pick up on that, and they will begin to reciprocate that. And so we want to embody this ourselves. We want to be a good friend that remembers the best about people, that gives our best to people, that encourages the best in people, that prays the best for people, and expects the best from people. I hope that encouraged and refreshed you. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Living Biblically. We hope this episode encouraged you today. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at questions at gracelandbaptist.org.